Do you have one or all of your children complaining every time they sit down to dinner? Chicken again? Ew, I don't like that. Do I have to eat that? I want dino nuggets. Or does it get to the point that you have to make five different meals just so everyone in your family will eat? Well, it's time to say no more to cooking multiple meals and fighting with your kids to eat what you make. I have six tips to get your entire family to eat one meal together and those picky eaters to complain a little less at dinner time. Are you sick of always feeling rushed? Does it feel like you're constantly forgetting things? Are you frequently frustrated and snapping at your kids, spouse, or all of the above? Are you ready for peace and joy to flow through you in your home? In this podcast, you will find solutions to bring peace and joy back to what may feel like chaos. It is my mission to help you be restored to who God intended you to be so you can wake up refreshed and excited for each new day. When God speaks of restoration, it is always in abundance, and when restored, it is better than how it started. God promised us a better life and a better future for us and our families. If you are ready to say yes to the life God created you for and for peace to flow through your home, mind, and spirit, then you have come to the right place. I'm Jen, a wife, mom, and Jesus lover. Wherever you are starting from, if you are ready to find peace, joy, and your sanity once again, or for the first time ever, along with getting back to the root of who God created you to be, this podcast is for you. Find a new joy-infused marriage and laughter and fun to replace the stress and frustration with your kiddos as you join me for real talk through the pain, struggle, and joy and freedom on the other side. So warm up that cold coffee, find a kid-free chair, and pop in those earbuds. It's time to dive in. Restoration Ranch has a goal of helping 10 families this Christmas with gifts and a delicious Christmas meal. Go to restorationranchidaho.com to donate and help a family get gifts and a meal this holiday season. The last chance to donate is December 17th, so we only have a few days left. Let's band together and make sure everybody gets a good Christmas this season, whether they have the finances for it or not. It was just me and Georgia for about six years before I met Johnny and got married. So when it was just us, I ate one thing at night, usually a salad or something simple and cheap that I could scrounge from the fridge or cupboards. It's because we were on a very tight budget being a single mom. And then I would make something simple and special for her. She would eat anything. She used to be a really good eater. Then I started cooking for a family. Georgia had always been a great eater, but then she got diagnosed with diabetes and her taste buds changed. She became really picky, and I wasn't about to cook something separate for her. It was one thing when it was just us two. It was easy to do something simple for me and then cook something else for her. But when I'm cooking for multiple people, I, of course, am not going to cook something separate for each individual. I didn't have time for that. I was working 50 plus hours a week. This was when we were living in California. And so I would get home and I would scramble to get dinner on the table after a really long day of work. I didn't have my menu board system in place back then, so cooking dinner was always a big chore. Cooking separate meals for everybody is just not an option, and I was sick of hearing all the complaints on a meal that I worked really hard to cook. So these are the six tips that I have for you on how we overcame the piggy eater dilemma, and you can do with these. So number one is have the menu board system and the menu cards set up. If you don't know what that is, go back to my episode 17. I go through the entire thing and explain how that works. But essentially, you have a menu board in your kitchen or dining room, depending on how your house is set up and where you have room for it. And then on that menu board, you have menu cards for each day of the week. And it's the meals that you're going to be cooking. So you have it set out for the entire week and you have it ready on those menu cards. You have your recipes and the ingredients that you need. Number two, let them have a say in what the meal is. So when you're setting up 
the meals for the week, give them options. If they're going to just pick things like dino nuggets or grilled cheese every night, you'll definitely need to give them options. If they're pretty good at picking meals, then just let them have a few nights to decide what to make. If the kids have a say in what the meal is, then they are a little more likely to eat it because it's something that they chose, something that they like, something that they want. Number three, pick a meal that most people in the family like for each night of the week. And then every week you add in one new meal to see what they like, see if they are going to like it or not like it. And usually when you add in that new meal, you'll want to make sure you have some leftovers in the fridge in case the kids don't like it. And then that night you can just heat up some leftovers for them. That way it's simple for everybody. Number four, for the picky eaters, you want to keep everything separate or just make part of the meal that is the way that they might like it. For example, we make lasagna. I put cottage cheese in my lasagna because it just adds a really good flavor, but Georgia hates it with the cottage cheese and she complains every time. So I usually just leave a section, like just the end of it or something uh, without the cottage cheese. And then she will eat that end and I don't have any complaints and it's delicious lasagna to everybody. I also make enchiladas. So so I have a couple versions of enchiladas, but the absolute favorite of the family is the one where I saute the onions and the bell peppers and add them in there. Well, Georgia will not eat that, and James isn't a huge fan either. So I will usually do half of it with that, so that way everybody can get the way that they really enjoy it. And then the other half is more kin-friendly without the onions, without the bell peppers, without the peppers. So it's basically just the plain bland ingredients, but the kids will eat that one. And I don't have to make two separate meals. It's all in one dish. So some of the flavor will seep over so they get the flavor without actually having to eat the onions and peppers. And then everybody's happy at the dinner table. I don't have the complaints. It's easy for me. I only make one dish. And then I only cook half the amount of the onions and peppers that way too. A fan favorite loved by all that I make on a pretty regular basis. And it's really easy to do with just leftover things in the house because we always have spinach and we always have tomatoes. So I usually just make this dish as the spinach and tomatoes are starting to go bad. This is the dish that I make. So it's a pasta. And if you're gluten-free or you don't want the massive amounts of carbs in pasta, you can substitute I would like to substitute usually for spaghetti squash or something like that. My kids do not like spaghetti squash. So if I do spaghetti squash for myself, then I have to make the pasta for them as well. And spaghetti squash isn't something that I typically have on hand. I have to plan the meal if I'm doing spaghetti squash. But the pasta, you can usually substitute for whatever you would prefer to eat. And then you just cook up the tomatoes and the spinach, add the herbs and the olive oil. And it is an absolutely delicious, pretty healthy dish. Even my kids eat it, as long as I have the regular pasta noodles. I just have to take out the sauce portion. They can't have the chunks on their pasta. But I only make one dish, and I just scoop out the saucy part, put it on top of the noodles, and they usually have a couple helpings because they absolutely love this dish. And I love it because it tastes good, but it's also super cheap to make. It's really easy, and I can do it with the leftover stuff that's going to go bad in the fridge. Another fan favorite around here is chicken piccata. Chicken piccata is my husband's favorite meal. So I try to make it pretty often. I haven't recently just because I haven't had the things on hand, but it is really easy to make as long as you keep either some white wine or chicken stock, which I always have chicken stock on hand. And then capers. So if you just keep those in the pantry, you can whip up this meal pretty simple as well. 
my kids love the chicken and the noodles or the rice, depending on what I do for a side. I just don't put the sauce on it because they don't like the sauce, but I don't have to do anything different for them. They just eat it as it is and they're happy with it. I just don't put the sauce on top. We also do a lot of tacos in the house. We do steak salad and things are just kept separate on the steak salad and chicken dumplings, not a healthy meal, but kids love it. And so I'll do that one every so often as well. Some of my family's favorite recipes that I make on a regular basis are on the website. I have that linked in the show notes, so you can click on that and download those recipes. I already have them prepared for you on some really cute menu cards. So all you have to do is print them out, front and back, cut them, and you'll be set for four nights. Number five is something that I'm really big on, and I recommend it to every single person that I talk to about this kind of thing, is have the kids have the kids cook with you. They love it. They'll learn how to cook and it's a good quality time for you guys to be together. So Georgia helped one night make spaghetti. She cooked the noodles and dumped the pre-made pasta sauce in the pan. It was a very basic, simple meal. And then we did salad as a side because she can cut up salad. She can cut up all the veggies and put that together and she can work with the stove. I've taught her that. And I was having a little trouble with the baby. He was having a difficult time, wanted to nurse a little extra so I couldn't get in the kitchen to make even the simple dish. So she was in the kitchen and she said, she goes, mom, cooking is so hard. And it was just the pre-made pasta sauce and noodles. And I just laughed under my breath and was like, I know it's pretty difficult, isn't it? Because usually she's in there with me. I don't usually have her in there all by herself. I'm usually in there with her. Even if I'm just holding the baby and I'm guiding her and helping her one-handed, it's not all on her. And she was like, she just made such a big deal about how hard it was to cook, but she was doing such a good job, but she was just having trouble going from each thing, making sure the noodles didn't stick to the bottom of the pot, making sure the sauce didn't bubble and overflow. And then I let her know, well, you could just put a lid on top. Oh, so she learned some very helpful hints and tips when she was doing it all on her own. I was sitting on the couch, just kind of guiding her through, but having them in the kitchen with you or doing simple meals when they're old enough like that on their own, it shows them how much effort you put in and they also have a hand in making it. So if they're old enough to actually appreciate the effort you put in, they're going to eat it a little bit better. And if they have a hand in helping to cook it, they're also going to be proud and want to eat it because they made this food. When things aren't going as planned, like when I was nursing Caleb and he was just having a little difficult time, I think he wasn't feeling very good because I had taught her before she could get in the kitchen and she could make something simple on her own with me directing her from the couch, of course. But she did it, and she was so proud of herself. And she had a little more appreciation for the effort that I put in when I'm cooking, because apparently cooking is so hard when it's pre-made pasta sauce. She appreciated it, and she was so proud. And as she's eating the pasta, she was, I made this all. I did it. She was just super proud of herself. So giving them the opportunity to learn how to cook is going to set them up for life. And it's also going to give them some pride and they're going to have a hand in cooking the food that everybody else is eating. And they are going to be so proud of themselves. You're going to be so proud of them to see them start to grow in their knowledge and their skill in the kitchen, even if it's just chopping up veggies. Number six, give each person in the house an age-appropriate job for dinner, like chopping up veggies. Or they could set the table, or they could put the food into serving dishes, 
They can get cups and fill it up with water for everybody. Simple things like that when they're younger. If they're older, then you can give them a little bit more of a job as far as like cooking something big all by themselves or something along those lines. But if you give them a job to prepare for dinner, then even if they weren't actually in there cooking, they have a hand in it. And it also helps you out. It gives you less that you have to do. Even something as simple as taking the sauce from the pot and dumping it into a serving bowl and putting it on the table, that gives them a hand in it. And they're going to be proud for having helped. And and you're going to be appreciative. And you're going to have one less thing that you have to do for dinner. So it helps everybody involved. So that's it in a nutshell. Six tips and it has helped us dramatically in our house. Some kids are just a little more picky than others, and there's always going to be struggles until they get past that stage. But following these six tips will help to minimize that. Our kids know that they have the option to heat up leftovers if they don't want the meal that was cooked for dinner, but they have to heat up those leftovers on their own. I'm not going to help. I already cooked dinner. If you want something else, you go to the fridge, find the leftovers, and heat it up yourself. So if they don't want to get up and heat it up on their own, then they eat what they're given. But I do take into consideration what everybody in the house likes and what everybody in the house will eat. And I try to cater the meal to what everybody will eat. So I do think of everybody, but I'm not going to make multiple separate meals. So if it's something that they just will not eat and they're complaining, then I just say, I don't want to hear it. Go heat up some leftovers. So obviously the two-year-old, he can't heat up his own food, but he doesn't get the choice. He just eats what we put in front of him, but I make sure that everything that goes in front of him is something that he can and will eat. So it's not usually a problem. We now have no more complaints, or very few at least, about what we're eating for dinner. Everybody gets something that they enjoy or at least can tolerate with a good attitude, but they usually enjoy it when they sit down to dinner. They see the hard work that was put into it because they're in the kitchen with me cooking and they had a part to play in deciding on the meal and the making of the food so that they're more likely to eat it. It makes dinner time so much more enjoyable when we aren't sitting down to the table with our kids complaining and arguing about eating what's on the table. Getting rid of the complaining and arguing about eating dinner helps us to enjoy each other's company. We can talk about our day and we can truly enjoy our time together. Having kids is messy, frustrating, and difficult, but it's so worth it. If we can find ways to make life a little easier, we can enjoy raising our kids a little bit more. Have a great rest of your day today, and good luck on a complaining-free dinner tonight. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. If you liked the episode, please take a moment to leave a review. This helps to get Restored Mama out there into the world to help more mamas like you find the joy and freedom in the restoration God has waiting for them. If you like Mama's show, leave a review. It will help her get seen. I would love to hear your story, where you're at, and what you're hoping to learn and gain from Restored Mama. Send me an email at restoredmamapodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com to fill me in on your journey. I can't wait to hang out with you again next time. Until then, I hope this has blessed you today, and I can't wait to see what God is going to do in your life.